0: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Without further ado, that's what the game's all about. All of a sudden, you feel like you can't
2: miss.
0: Tried
3: that again. Absolutely not. Welcome to Buckets. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined as always for the big picture here on Buckets by professional better Raheem Palmer and NBA futures analyst Brandon Anderson. They are collectively the Jimmy Garoppolo fan club joining you today we're gonna be talking about all sorts of stuff we're gonna get you caught up on the league what happened over the weekend while you guys were watching football amazing weekend of football but the nba did go on there's lots to talk about we're going to breeze through that we're going to get it started with tip off all right fellas so over the weekend the suns went to nine and one in their last hand they got another victory On Saturday night versus the Pacers. There's suddenly four games up on the Warriors in the lost column. And yet the Phoenix Suns, despite the best record in the NBA, are still plus 700 to win the NBA title at certain books. I have bet this three times this week. I have bet the Suns to win the title, the Suns to win the title. And then I took a day and was just like picking out Eastern Conference matchups and doing matchup bets on them. Uh, Brandon, let's start with you. Why do you think that we continue that? Why, better yet, why do you think the books continue to post the Suns at these longer odds?
1: I think the only way we can interpret it at this point is that the books want our money on the Suns. Like, look, we, we've seen all year that the Nets numbers stayed low and never went up. We saw early on until proven otherwise, the Lakers number stayed low. They didn't want the liability on that. The only interpretation we have at this point, when the Suns have the best record by a margin, they're number one in net rating, number two in SRS, but about to be number one. The only interpretation is, go on, bring us, bring us your Suns' money. We'll take the liability. Yeah, like Bring all the money in on Phoenix. We want it. And so to me, that's the question is, why, why do the books want to entice us to bet on the Suns?
3: Raheem, you have been off of the Warriors for several weeks now. You have been quietly laying the groundwork for your future victory lap. Uh, I want to know if you have taken those takes and gone to the book. Have you bet on the Suns yet to win the title? I haven't bet on the Suns yet, but I think I am going to jump on the Suns.
2: We saw this similar disrespect last year. I don't know what it is. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that Chris Paul is – Been banged up in the playoffs for so many years. Maybe it has something to do with Chris Paul and Devin Booker aren't the sexiest players in terms of flashiness and everything like that. But to me, this is the best team in the West. When you look at all the pieces, I mean they have a guy in Mikhail Bridges who might be the defensive player of the year outside of Draymond Green. You got two closers and Devin Booker and Chris Paul, where you literally have to, to blow this team out. The Mavericks were dominating. The, the Suns last week. And we know the Mavericks, they've been the, the top defense in the league and the Suns just close it out. They have an offensive rating of 133 and 15-3 and in a clutch. Defensive rating of 90 in a clutch. 42 net rating. So if you don't blow this team out, this team is going to out-execute. You. There's not another team in the league that can say they can do that. I think I'm going to take the value with the Suns at plus 700. I just think they're being disrespected.
3: That MGM's got an eight. It's plus 800. eight to one to win the NBA title. These numbers are ridiculous. I will continue to bet these. This is obs- like, here's the thing. It, it's tough, right? Where betting title futures, as the season goes along, you got to pick your spots, obviously, but it's also like, okay, they're at their best, but I I can't square. They're they're looking very much like the one seed. They're second in adjusted net rating behind the Warriors after that hot start. They don't have any long-term injuries while Draymond's got a back problem. There's nobody else in the West. You're really scared of eight to one, like seven but to one implied. We're talking about a 2.1% chance. It's crazy.
2: Even, even a Western conference odds at plus 300 is, is crazy because look, I can make a case for the Suns having trouble beating the, the bucks in the net. Like I think they're going to have trouble with both of those teams. So I think making their title odds a little bit lower is, I mean, it's fair. But in the West at plus three hundred, to me, they're the best team in West by far. Like that's a that's a steal. And look, anything can happen once you get to the finals. I mean, they were up 2-0 in the Bucks last year, and I know Giannis was coming off an injury. But they're even if they play the Nets, the Nets are not gonna have any answer for, for Aiden. So that plus seven hundred, it's just it's plus seven hundred plus eight hundred is crazy to me.
3: At BetMGM, so, Bucks Suns playoff finals matchup is plus eighteen hundred. It's eighteen to one. I just saw Brandon's eyes go wide. I saw that, Brandon. Uh, okay, let me on. let me,
1: play, let, let me play contrarian for a minute here. Remind the last year's playoffs: the Suns in the first round played the Lakers. If Anthony Davis and LeBron stay healthy, do you think the Suns win that series? Yes or no?
3: I don't know. I think it was real. I think it was a lot closer than what the Early results indicated because you had the Chris Paul injury that messed up early, and then sure, the Davis injury. True. I like the yeah, matchup so for the Suns. It's hard to read, so.
1: Well, what about so second round? They play the Nuggets. If Jamal Murray was healthy, still in that matchup, do the do the Nuggets beat them?
3: I think it's closer, but I still kind of get to after further review on it. I still kind of get to Suns and six.
1: Okay, and then Clippers. If Kawhi and PG are healthy, if Kawhi and PG, PG are healthy, yeah.
3: If Kawhi and PG are healthy, I, th- I probably like Clippers and six.
1: Yeah, Clippers would have won that series. Yeah. So so here's the thing for me. I agree. The Suns are the best regular season team in the West. The playoffs are about what level can you get to? What's the ceiling? Who's the best player on the court? And if I look at ceilings, I look at Warriors, Bucks, Nets, the Lakers, if they get to the ceiling, clearly is higher. I think the Jazz ceiling possibly is higher. The Nuggets ceiling is higher if they get healthy. And in all of those cases, barring maybe the Jazz, they also have the best player on the court, not the Suns. So to me, that's the problem is the Suns right now are the best team. They're built to be very good in the regular season. They've stayed mostly healthy other than this eight in stretch. They're playing, they're defending well. They're going to be a very good, tough out team. I just, in, in a matchup where now it's everything in the line and you got to be your best, I think that the Suns are the A minus team in a season where we don't have any A pluses because the injuries and COVID and everything else. But in the playoffs, you usually get one of those teams, at least one that's better. So for me, that I'm not, I'm not betting the Suns. I don't want the seven or the eight hundred. I just, I haven't got there yet to put them in
3: that top tier. So that's that's the contrarian for me. I, I I just keep kind of going back to I can't say that they're a regular season team when they just made the finals, but that's like yeah, on mm-hmm. some level, even with the injuries. I can't get there, but we got to move on. Uh, Warriors beat the Jazz last night. No Draymond Green. It was an ugly game. It was an unimpressive game. The Jazz law were without Donovan Mitchell to a concussion. Uh, Rudy Gobert suffered a calf strain. Don't know how long that's going to be. Bogdanovich suffered a knee bruise. He's banged up. They're resting everybody as we record this on Monday uh, versus the Suns. I got an early line on that at 7. It's gone to 11. Can't wait for the Suns to somehow or the Jazz to somehow win this game. But I do think... The biggest thing here, Raheem, is what's it going to take for the Warriors to get you back? What, what, what do the Warriors have to do to get you back on board?
2: Clay has to show me that he's the top 25 player. That's really what it comes down to. I saw it back in December. This team doesn't have enough offense. And I love Steph Curry, and he is going to shoot better, but we saw it when the Warriors were in their prime, when it was the strength in numbers Warriors, when they got into a playoff series and you could trap and you can double and you can pull and hold on Steph Curry. Who else do they have to consistently create? And that's going to be a similar issue here. And it's even worse because we don't know what Clay Thompson is. The mob that they have now, it's not nearly as good as what we saw in 2015 and 2016. Carey and I also good. think he is, but it's like the Warriors back then they were ahead of everybody because not they were ahead of the curve in terms of shooting threes. Everybody's shooting threes now. It's not like they're light years ahead of anybody at this point. So I just think offensively, they're going to struggle. The, the defense is going to be there. And I think against a team like the Suns, they're going to be able to match up well with them because, as you pointed out time and time before, they can switch. But offensively, I, I
3: just don't see it. I will note that despite all those struggles in terms of people pulling and all that stuff on them, they did make five straight finals and two without KD. I just will. I will. I must note yeah. that for the record. Um, Dallas Mavericks beat the Memphis Grizzlies last night to win the season series 3-1. That's big for tiebreaker. I've had to hedge on the Mavericks to win, uh, the division at plus 200, 225, which is annoying because I had such a great number on the Grizzlies to win that division, but I'm a little worried. The Mavericks just keep winning. Raheem, I'll ask you, uh, you've been kind of like percolating a little bit on this Dallas team. Do you like this Dallas team? Cause their offense is gross and they're winning with defense and that doesn't make any sense.
2: Doesn't make any sense to me either. I think the thing that I'm struggling with is that this team can't shoot. They're taking like some of the highest percentage of threes, but they're just not making them. And they also only have two real playmakers on the team. It's Luca and it's Brunson. So, like for me, I like them in the sense that Luca is just such a, a, a talent. And if KP can play well, I think they're dangerous. When you really look at the Mavericks, it took prime Kawhi Leonard and Paul George for this team to get knocked out in seven games last year. And this is a better defensive team. So you kind of got to like them. I think they have a real shot at pulling a couple of upsets and possibly making it to the Western Conference Finals this year when I look at the landscape of who else is there. We spoke on the struggles of the Warriors' offense. The Lakers aren't the Lakers. The Nuggets, I mean, they just don't have anybody. They don't have enough
3: guys around Jokic. So I think they're live to actually do some damage this year. If They get in the four or five versus Memphis. You gotta lean towards Dallas in that matchup. Memphis has been without guys in all their losses. Dallas was that was without Luka and KP and their loss to Memphis. I think it'd be a great series, but I do kind of I would probably be looking to bet the Mavericks in that series. Um, I think the next round gets tough first though, because if it's the Suns, I don't like the Dallas matchup versus the Suns. That one I think gets that's a bad matchup, I think, for them, especially with Bridges able to to uh, defend Doncic. Alice Caruso gets taken out by Grayson Allen. Thanks Grayson for that. And you add to the discourse. Alice Caruso is now out six to eight weeks with a fractured wrist. That sucks. Uh, the Bulls continue to be very, very banged up. Brandon, uh, my Bulls have are, are taken on water right now. The defense has has slid. They're without a lot of guys right now. They're going to get. They're probably going to get back healthy sans caruso here in the next two weeks is it all slide from here on out or do you think the bulls can write the ship
1: so sans caruso and lonzo right lonzo is on basically the same timetable as caruso still right uh i think lonzo might be back a little
3: sooner than caruso
1: yeah i mean levine levine should be back so you get the three stars right now the problem here is is nick vucvich has to step up he's got to be a lot better like You pay what they did for him and are paying, you know, salary and what they did in draft picks. He's got to be better. You know, he's, he doesn't necessarily need to be an MVP player, but you've got to step up when you're missing Lonzo, Caruso Levine, still Pat Williams. We forget about him, but that was a presumed starter for the season. So yeah, bulls of less seven of nine, the East is very congested. So, uh, I'm worried that this team after as good as the first half of the year had been the, the path to them slipping into the five or six seed range is it's right there like it's they're a couple weeks away that's not even by the end of the season that's in this stretch right here that by the end of february they could be in that range so yeah grayson allen is a filthy dirty cheater and if david stern were here he would have banned him for like 10 games or more and if he was anything but a little white dude that trips people then there would be a lot more consequences so Forget Grayson Allen. Also, Milwaukee, you should be embarrassed. That was a home game for the Bulls, and the Bulls fans were loud at that game. You're the defending champions. Do better.
3: Oh, wow, lots of salt from, from former Bulls fan, <laughs> Brandon Anderson. Oh, man. Um, and finally, yesterday, the Los Angeles Lakers get absolutely waxed in Miami. They made a fake comeback at the end of the game to pull within a handful. They were within four at one point. And finished, uh, they lost by six. Thanks for that, because the line was four. Appreciate that, because I definitely had the Lakers in that game. And the Lakers are the topic of the big picture this week.
1: Everything's coming up, Lakers.
3: Okay, guys, so the Lakers have obviously been a train wreck, really, from the start of the season. Nothing has worked. There's rumors The latest really is that Frank Vogel got the weirdest. They basically announced they weren't going to fire him yet before the road trip goes on the road trip. Uh, They have lost one, two, three, four, five of seven. Now after winning four straight, they've got Brooklyn, Philly, Charlotte, Atlanta next up. That does not look good for them. Um, Frank Vogel looks most likely to, have to walk the plank and take the fall for this. Raheem, let me ask you if they promote David Fisdale, which it does not sound like they're going to, but if they were to promote David Fisdale, um, would you have any sort of confidence in a turnaround? Is there any coaching option that you would be like, Hmm. Oh,
2: because he's a worse coach. He's a good personality. His wife looks good and everything like that. But (laughs) I mean, he's not, he's not Frank Vogel. And I just, To me, this roster is flawed. When you trade multiple rotation pieces, a guy in KCP, Kuzma who can score, and Montrez Harrell for Russell Westbrook, who's just turning the ball ball over at will, he can't space the floor, he needs the ball in his hand, and Anthony Davis isn't playing, this is what you get. Like, you you just don't have two-way players on this team. And you know it's bad when... Stanley Johnson has to be the spark plug for this team. Like they actually, they need Stanley Johnson to play well in order to be competitive in games. So to me, I have no faith in this team and it's tragic because they're talking about Anthony Davis coming back soon. And you've always pointed out how Anthony Davis hasn't been good, but it feels like Anthony Davis is going to come back. They're going to continue to lose. And then Vogel's going to get fired and they're going to get worse.
3: Vogel benched Russ. In one of the games, Brandon, he benched Russell Westbrook and asked after the game, he said, just putting the guys out there that I thought gave me a chance to win. There's talk about Houston and a possible deal for John Wall. Uh, There's talk about a few other teams that might be persuaded, but the big problem is the Lakers are going to have to give up more future assets that they've already leveraged to get Anthony Davis in order to make that trade happen. If they trade Russell Westbrook and get anything of value back, would that make you feel better or worse about the team?
1: I don't know that I really see a Westbrook trade as very realistic. Maybe the John Wall thing is real, but outside of that, I can see a trade in the off season where you actually have a little more flexibility. I mean, this is like a $45 million cap. Hit. <laughs> There's not a lot of teams that can just willy nilly be like, yeah, sure. We'll take on 45 million in the middle of the year. Like just to be able to match the salaries and line all that up is a mess. To me, the trade that I think is going to happen, and it's it has to mean Russ getting minimized. He's never just going to get benched for the season, but maybe he gets the starting lineup, but maybe not the closing lineup necessarily, and fewer minutes or offset minutes. Uh, but to me, Kalen Horton Tucker, they got that it's a young player on a nice tradable contract. Kendrick Nunn, about five million a year, and then any number of filler guys they need to put in. Can basically get them to like an 18 to 20 million dollar player. They can add in, I think, a 2027 20, first. So if you find a team that likes THT and wants the first round pick, you, you, you like that pick. The Lakers look like they shouldn't be that good by then. You never know. It's the Lakers. So they always will be. Someone will just show up and play for them. But if you look around the league, there, there's a bunch of guys, especially like wing shooter type players in that. 16 to 20 million dollar range, and like I, I looked through the league today, I found like 12 guys, and like, well, these aren't going to drastically change things. But to, the the thing that's going to change things is Anthony Davis. That's the thing that's going to change things. LeBron has been awesome. Anthony Davis can be awesome. He has not been good even when he's played this year. But I actually am kind of looking at Lakers futures prices right now, just because. This this is the Nadir. Like, it's not going to get any lower. Anthony Davis is about to be back. And if Davis comes back and is Davis again, if it's the playoffs and I have Anthony Davis healthy and LeBron LeBron and maybe give me a third player here this year, this last, I feel pretty good about my chances there.
3: Let me ask you this, Ryan. Let's say that I, uh, I went to the future okay, and I come back and I tell you, okay, you were wrong about your Lakers position. Why do you think it is? Why do you, why do you think uh, that if you turn out to be wrong, the Lakers just don't have it, that they wind up having it? Like, what, what is it that you, that you think changes?
2: They sent Russell Westbrook home, or they traded him for John Wall. John Wall actually ends up being an upgrade over Russell Westbrook. Um, Kendrick Nunn comes back. He's solid offensively, defensively. Malik Monk gets more minutes maybe Stanley Johnson gets more minutes. They send DeAndre Jordan home almost overhaul pretty much half the roster. They pretty much do what the 2017 Cleveland
1: Cavaliers did. squad. Yeah. Like that, that's pretty much what happens. But but why, why should we believe that won't happen? This is what every LeBron team does. Like this is not the final version of this team. He's going to blow it up and bring in the other guys. That was always the plan. That is always the plan with the LeBron team. So, like, I don't think it's going to not include a Russ because I don't know how you get out of that midseason. But the other guys, like, I mean, look, last night we're playing. Trevor Ariza was atrocious last night. 0 for five, four turnovers in 15 minutes. He had a 0 offensive rating and 115 defensive rating. That's pretty bad. But you got Ariza, you got Dwight, Avery Bradley, Mello. Like, If you forgot to watch basketball for a year and then right now you showed up and I was like, hey, by the way, Dwight, Ariza, Bradley, and Melo all retired, you'd be like, yeah, okay, good. That seems like they were well overdue. No, they're playing big rotation minutes. So replace those guys with something, anything. Give me some more Malik Monk. Like, give me some younger guys. Bring in a couple buyout guys. Is going to be a different team? And if you got LeBron and Davis, it's got to be both of them. It's not both. It's done. There's no conversation. You got both of those. You got some role for us. You maybe get that fourth player with this trade, a THT, or whatever it brings in. And then you got Malik Monk and a few of these other guys. LeBron has shown for 10 plus years that that's enough. And, and weirdly enough, we were all like LeBron finally made it to the West, maybe just in time for the West to become the, the Eastern Conference again. And the power teams are in the East. Part of why we think the value on the Suns is there, I think, is because there's not a huge, strong contender there. So if you also don't really believe in the Suns like me, and if the Lakers can get healthy Davis and LeBron, like if the playoffs started right now and Davis was healthy with LeBron, even with this disaster of roster, you wouldn't take them seriously with those two as a threat. You have to. You have to take those two seriously.
3: I have I'll say this. If you want the, the scenario, here's how it goes. The Lakers go on a run and they get to the six. Okay. Okay. the No, even the better this, they win the play-in. Okay. Don't even have to get into the six. Win the play-in. Okay. They win the play-in. They get the seventh seed. The Jazz fall, get the two seed because the Warriors slip because of Draymond. So the Lakers get the Jazz. The Jazz implode, as we are very familiar with. Second round, they get that Warriors team that you don't believe in that has offensive issues and lost and the Warriors lost this, to this Lakers team. Not this one, but aver- a, arguably, no, no, maybe this one's worse. But anyway, a Lakers team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James last spring. And all of a sudden, the Lakers get the Warriors. And now they're in the Western Conference Finals. And then, not that I want this to happen because I badly want him to get a ring, Chris Paul gets hurt again. And now all of a sudden, the Lakers are right back in it. like. That is a, I just took you three steps through the jazz always fail in the playoffs. The warriors have offensive issues. The Chris Paul always gets hurt. That's a path for the Lakers to make the, make the finals. And then they get, that's the most convincing pass I've ever heard. And and once they get there, we are loading up on whoever the East team, like we are, we are, we are getting bulldozers to to push the money onto whoever they face. Right.
1: That's what I'm saying. Lakers, I, I was gonna try to make the case for the Lakers are plus seventeen hundred right now to win the title. Oh, and then God. I was like, wait, 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 I don't want to play the Lakers in the finals. But LeBron can lose in the finals. I know that he's real good at losing the finals. So plus 850 to win the West right now. I think if you plan on playing some team to win the West and having a position, I think you responsibly need to get that Lakers ticket on your portfolio because you're gonna get to the playoffs and and if LeBron and Anthony Davis are healthy you're gonna want to have some way to position out of that because any given game they can have the best two players on the court and this is basketball and you lose to that team
3: as we were talking it just came out as we were recording this podcast on Monday afternoon after missing one month with MCL sprain, Lakers star Anthony Davis is probable to return on Tuesday night versus the Nets in Brooklyn
1: you know why he didn't return on Sunday night because they were playing the heat (laughs) <laughs> you don't rush back to bang with Bam Adebayo Amaya. and Jimmy Butler. There was True. no way he was playing True. in that game. Can Welcome you back, the- Anthony. Play the Nets. The question I, I have him. for you guys is, is the buy point right now,
2: because they're on this this road trip against the Nets, Sixers, Hornets, and Hawks. Is it right now before? I, I can't buy them. I just can't. Like,
1: like you just I, made the most convincing
3: I know, case I know. And, but I,
1: and you almost got me. I know. I'm buying. Like, I, I'm buying right now because... I don't think it can drop much lower. Like I, I'm less worried about going from 850 to a 900 or a 950. That's not enough value for me to risk. Then Anthony Davis comes back, actually is healthy, which he really hasn't been at any point this year. Looks good, and suddenly, like, look, all it's going to take is like three good Lakers games, and that number is going to be down to 350 or something yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm buying now. Now is the time.
3: Okay. Let's go back to the
1: future. Back to the future.
3: So in this segment, we talk about a future that we've got our eye on, and I will go ahead and let you know. I'll start off with mine, uh, and we've mentioned it before uh, at the top, and I'll t- let you know what I got in on on futures Friday last week. Heat, Suns, finals, plus 3,500. Heat versus Suns is plus, is 35 to 1. We've talked about the Suns. We've gone over that. I've cleared that. Like, they're, they have made the finals. They have. They can switch. They can drop. They can play whatever. They can play zone. They are deep. They have multiple guys that can step in for injuries. Um. They have. They are still looking to add guys and trade. They have multiple bigs. Bismack Biyombo is getting good minutes. That's how good they've been. Um. The Suns are pretty obvious. The Heat. Bam Adebayo is six and three lifetime versus Joel Embiid. Straight up, those two when those two play, uh, Bam is six and three. On the East, like. Not only is he good versus Embiid, but they can play versus the Bucks. They can play versus these things. I bet this last week, I'm betting it again. So I'm going back to the well on Heat Suns 35 to 1. As long as I'm getting these kind of numbers, I'm going to be hitting them pretty hard. Although I will tell you, I did look this morning and this number absolutely stunned me because, like, if you told me, like, how were the Bucks when their guys played? Like, what was that like? I, I would have been like, oh well, they've they've been awesome, they've been dynamite. They're probably like a solid six games or so over. They're eighteen and three when when Drew Holiday, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Chris Middleton play. Eighteen and three. 18 and three. So I'm also looking at the Bucks very hard. Raheem, you got a future for this week? Brandon, what's your future for the week?
1: So I'm going to go back to the Heat. Also, uh, I'm playing. Eric Spolstra to win coach of the year right now at DraftKings mm-hmm. and at MGM. He is at 12 to 1. And I think that that is preposterous. The Miami Heat are the one seed right now. Not just the Heat are good, they're getting healthy, they could become the one seed. Right now, in this moment, the Heat are the one seed, despite Jimmy Butler has missed 18 games. Bam Bio has missed 25 games. Kyle Lowry has missed eight and really not been a huge impact player. Duncan Robinson. Has been terrible all season, can't hit anything. And despite all of that, the Heat are the one seed in the East, the conference that we agree is the better conference now. And Spolstra has never won coach of the year. When we talked about this before the season, he was a candidate we all agreed that we liked. The value wasn't great then because he was one of the betting favorites. Right now, depending on the book you look at, you can see him at five or 600 at some books. I think that's about what he should be. I feel like if the season ended today, right now, I think Monty would probably win because of what the Suns have done, but historically, he doesn't really fit what the profile is of a coach of the year winner because of how the expectations were high for the Suns. The expectations were not this high for the Heat. If the Heat and Suns both finish as the one seed or in that range, Bolstra has more outperformed expectations. Bolstra is a guy that everyone loves. He he should be a coach of the year, right? He, he should have one on his mantle. I think 12 to one is a crazy number for
3: them to put him at. It's a better number, but I will just say this. I have a stronger argument for another candidate and that's JB Bickerstaff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, oh, they've been without Jimmy Butler. Like he's missed some time. The Cavaliers heads fell off. They lost Colin Sexton a (laughs) week into the season. They lost Ricky Rubio. They were out three of the bigs at one point. They've missed all these dudes. Everyone's been out. They're playing Isaac Okoro at two guard. They're 28 and 19. They're two back of the one seed. They're two back of the one seed. That's insane. With Darius Garland, Jarrett Allen, and rookie Evan Mobley, the Cavaliers are two back of the one seed. I still like. I bet. I bet uh, Bickerstaff at a a longer number than that, and I'm quite happy with that position. But 1,200 for Spo is. I'm surprised Bonnie's the favorite here. That's yeah. I don't know how many back-to-back winners we get in that.
1: The other one is that Billy Donovan is still like lower odds that every book right now. Mm-hmm. And if you stopped this about 10 days ago, that's accurate. But we still have half a season to go. Yeah. And yeah. It, like if you're projecting forward, that's the thing. Vicker's death has been awesome. And I think if, if you end it right now, he should be the winner. He should be the winner over Spa, over Mani. But projecting forward, I feel much better about the Heat's chances, especially now that they're getting healthy again of staying up there where we don't know about the Cavs being able to do the same or even the Suns things healthy and so far ahead. So I think projecting forward that there, there's value on Spell. Bigger stuff has been awesome. If you look at where the odds are at Donovan's number ahead of Spolstra's number, those should be flipped on every book, I think, because the, the trending in opposite directions going forward.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I think Monty is probably going to get it just because they gave it to Thibs last year. Monty probably should have got it maybe the last two years. They had that ain't no run in a bubble. And then it carried over last season. And it feels like they gave a little bit more credit to Chris Paul. Thibs got it. And I know he turned around the Knicks, but the Suns was just so amazing. So maybe this is just kind of a, a make award.
3: Yeah, I can see that being the case, too. I forget that because the coaches voted Monty and the media voted Tibbs. So, yeah. yeah, I can see that happening. A couple of programming notes for you. First, next week we're launching a daily bucket. It's going to be a 15-minute pod every day in your podcast feed roughly around five o'clock Eastern. So be on the lookout for that starting next week, Uh, this week on Tuesday at seven o'clock Eastern and Wednesday at seven o'clock Eastern, Tuesday and Wednesday, seven o'clock Eastern on the action network, YouTube channel. We do the workshop. We break down the next day's bets in depth stuff with Raheem talking about numbers, the models, where we're at on these games, best bets. Raheem has been killing it. He's on fire right now. So much so that i need him to lose because his head is so huge right now that he's um so make sure to check out the workshop on tuesday and wednesday driving up for buckets make sure to rate review and subscribe hit us up on twitter i'm at HB basketball brandon's at wheaton brando there we go i just blanked for a second uh and raheem's at djr2 that is uh <laughs> we'll catch you guys again next time thanks for joining us on buckets